We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon fans, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. It is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. We are getting ever closer to Oregon's rivalry matchup against the Washington Huskies. That's a top 25 showdown set for a 4:10 kickoff on Fox in Eugene at Autzen Stadium. I'm going to be there. I can't wait. But we have some news to get into today in today's episode of the podcast. But before we do that, quick favor to ask of you guys, like the video, give me a comment and let me know what you're thinking about this Ducks team and where they landed in the college football playoff rankings and um, subscribe to the channel. That is a tremendous help to what we're doing, trying to grow the Ducks Dish podcast and grow our community here on YouTube. In case you're listening to the podcast on audio, you can always find the video version of the podcast on my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. With all that being said, let's get into today's big story. Actually came out on Tuesday, but wanted to get a podcast up here and share my thoughts, update you guys on the news. We had a new batch of the college football playoff rankings released on Tuesday afternoon, early evening, and uh, Oregon saw some movement. Oregon moved up from number eight to number six in this latest batch. Uh, The teams ahead of them, we have Georgia at the top spot, Ohio State at number two, Michigan at number three, TCU at number four, and Tennessee at number five. So Oregon at number six is falling under that first two out designation. Uh, but uh, we saw some other Pac-12 schools get some love in this recent batch of rankings. You have USC at number eight. You have UCLA at number 12, Utah at number 13. And we also have Washington, Oregon's next opponent, rounding it out at number 25. So first off, let's just talk about Oregon and, and kind of how Oregon got to this point. Obviously, things started off on a sour note with this season, a 49-3 to loss to the defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs. But in the time since that game, Oregon looks like a completely different team. Oregon has just really taken care of business, totally turned it around, and they have a couple of ranked wins on their schedule as well, which is going to obviously help their playoff resume and, and just make them look like a more appealing team. Uh, You have ranked wins against BYU and UCLA. Both of those games coming at home, but I think at the time, both of those were looking like um, both of those teams were ranked in the top 10, I believe. You had UCLA at number nine, uh, and then I wanted to say uh, you have BYU at number 12 at the time, uh, if memory serves. So 
quality wins against ranked opponents are always going to help you get there. But since that opening loss to Georgia, Oregon has rattled off eight straight wins, which makes a statement. And it really just sends home the point that this Oregon team is not the same team that lost to Georgia in week one on the road in Atlanta. They are completely different. Um, they can take care of business. They can rattle off a bunch of points for uh, eight straight games of 40 or more points on offense. The, the defense is improving week to week. We're seeing some guys step up, but they also have some tough-ish, tougher wins on the road with wins coming against Washington State and Arizona. I think those are some of the more uh, interesting wins on the road on their schedule. Wins against Cal and Colorado weren't uh, weren't too too entertaining and didn't show us a whole lot. But that win against Washington State really showed that this Oregon team was capable of staging a comeback, mounting a comeback, something that we haven't seen from them, uh, you know, super regularly. Certainly not before Dan Lanning came to to Oregon. So that's kind of how how Oregon was got to where they are now. Those commanding wins over Cal and Colorado, 49 to 10 over the Buffs last week, 42 to 24 over Cal the week before that. I think they could have looked better in those two wins. Um, Not a whole lot you could have asked for in that Colorado game, but I think there's a lot of areas they could have looked sharper in that Cal game. Um, Had some, some garbage time points, some, some broken plays at times, some lapses in coverage against Colorado as well on that long touchdown catch. And, and, you know, I think when you, critique the Colorado game it's kind of splitting hairs you can't get upset with a 39 point win but what I was hoping to see from Oregon in that two-week stretch with those Cal and Colorado games you know definitely lower tier opponents within the Pac-12 was dominance I think we saw that at times but not uh, not to the extent that I was thinking that we would see that from the Ducks um, but I think that they've uh, they've really established themselves as the top team in the Pac-12 they have what I believe is looks to be the most quality win on the year uh, with that win over UCLA, which is one of the, one of the teams that's beaten Utah, the only team that's beaten Utah in the PAC 12 so far this year. So they're definitely hanging their hats on that one, but this is uh this is far from a finished deal for Oregon. I think uh, as far as getting into the playoffs and, and even getting to the PAC 12 title game. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but let's take a chance to just kind of look ahead here Look at what's next for Oregon as far as their their quest for a playoff spot. These next three games are important. These next games are real important for the Ducks. And to get started this weekend with that rivalry game against the Huskies, uh, Michael Penix and uh, the Kalen DeBoer offense have, have looked really strong this year. One of the top statistical passing offenses in the country, if not the top passing offense, I believe. They got a little scared from Oregon State there last week, but they were able to take home a close win. Uh, getting a field goal in the final seconds of that game uh, in Seattle. So they get a win in front of their home fans. They have some momentum going into this game. I believe they're 6-2 and two right now. So um, they're still in the conversation as far as one of those better teams in the Pac-12, that top four. You have Oregon, uh, UCLA, USC, Utah. Um, so I guess that would be five, actually. And then Washington's kind of on the outside. That's why they're at number 25. But this game against Washington, I think, is going to test Oregon in, in a couple different ways. Penix is a pretty good passer, hasn't been sacked too much this year, so that offensive line in, in Seattle has been doing a pretty good job. But I think that where he's a little vulnerable is if you can get some hits on him and and uh, force some takeaways, I think that you have a chance to to rattle him a little bit and, and take advantage of that Odson Stadium 
atmosphere, that electricity, the the loud roars from the fans. I think that's all going to play into this game against Washington. Um, and Washington typically has a pretty good defense, a pretty good uh, secondary. I think that's really where they've hung their hat and made their mark in recent years under, obviously under Chris Peterson and then uh, Jimmy Lake. That was a, obviously a tough, a tough stretch for them. But Kalen DeBoer, even though he's an offensive-minded head coach, I think we see a little bit of a, a same deal as we see with Dan Lanning. Even though Dan Lanning is a defensive-minded coach, Oregon's offense is doing real, really pretty well. Uh, and then even though Kalen DeBoer is an offensive-minded coach, that defense is, is pretty solid um, uh, in Seattle that the Huskies have. I'm not saying it's as strong as it's been in recent years, but they, they have absolutely established that of, as a pillar of their culture that they're going to be a strong defensive team. So I think they have some capable playmakers on that side of the ball that uh, are going to show up and, and that Oregon's going to have to account for. So this back stretch of the season, three game stretch to kind of stamp their ticket, punch their ticket to the Pac-12 title game is not going to be an easy one. And uh, things get started against the Huskies this weekend in Eugene. After that, you have Utah. Utah is a team that's had your number these past couple years, and they're still flying high, even though they're not really viewed as the top team in the Pac-12. Uh, kind of, I feel like it's hard to be super, super confident, and or I'm saying Oregon can win this game, but to be super confident that that is kind of a foregone conclusion that is something that I just can't do right now because I need to see it from Oregon. I need to see the Ducks command the line of scrimmage against Utah. I need to see the Ducks make second half adjustments against Utah and uh, really take what they give them and, and make the plays that are there to be made. And Utah is just a dangerous team. You have, uh, you know, some really good running backs. Tavion Thomas is one of them. Uh, Micah Bernard. You have Cameron Rising, that quarterback. Um, I know that they lost one of their tight ends. I believe uh, he got banged up. Um, I can't remember which one. Let me see if I can search it up right now. But um, I know one of them got uh, one of them got banged up recently. Uh, which is obviously going to make things tough for uh, for Utah. So we have to see how healthy they're going to be uh, by the time they get to um, to play uh, against the Ducks. Um, so it looks like Dalton Kincaid was the one that was banged up. So we're going to see if he's going to be able to go by the time the Utes travel to Eugene next weekend. Uh, but I think that Kyle Whittingham has this team playing really good football. The standard has been established there in Salt Lake City as as one of – you know, championship caliber football within within the Pac-12 and, and even trying to push beyond. They didn't win that game against Florida, but they looked really good. And I think that they proved that another team that isn't just Oregon, Oregon didn't do it this year, but basically making the statement, sending the message that the Pac-12 can com- at least compete with the SEC in, in some games. I'm not saying on a bigger scale, but at least be competitive in some games. I think they sent that message when they went out to Gainesville to play the Florida Gators, but that's going to be a tough game for sure. I think that's probably Oregon's toughest remaining game on the schedule right now of the three. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, but that's that's definitely going to give them a, a lot to think about, a lot to prepare for. Uh, going to be a good test for Bo Nix for this Oregon offensive line. Utah is a team that has really solidified themselves in the trenches on both sides of the ball, but I'd say they're really perhaps more known for their defensive line. I think Van Fillinger was ruled out for the season, so that's a significant loss for, for the Utes coming this week um, on the uh, injury front. So that Utah game is going to be a tough one for Oregon, but I think they're absolutely capable of winning that game. That's a game you want to get at home. Really fortunate that Oregon gets Washington and Utah, two of its toughest opponents this year at home after playing on the road for both of those games last year. And then rounding out the regular season, you have uh, you go up the road to Oregon State, head to Corvallis to the construction site, I think as it's being called, to play the Beavers. And who knows, by the time this matchup comes around, Oregon State could be back in the top 25. That's one storyline that kind of stands out from these final three games. They could all be top 25 matchups. They could all be top 25 ranked wins for Oregon. So they have a chance in these final three games to more than double the number of ranked wins that they have to strengthen their uh, college football playoff resume. And I think that's something that, you know, Ohio State or Georgia, even Tennessee, that's something that they have on Oregon because they've already played a lot of ranked opponents. And admittedly, the SEC is a better conference. So you're going to have more ranked matchups just naturally. Um, But Oregon State is not going to be a pushover of a game. Uh, Rivalry games, anything can happen. Uh, I think Jonathan Smith is is slowly but surely building that program and going in the right direction. They have some really talented running backs um, with Deshaun Fenwick and, and Martinez and then Jack Coletto, the, the, the guy that they like to use in that wildcat formation. So I think it's it's still coming together for Jonathan Smith. And they also have a good defense as well. One of the better defenses in the Pac-12. Uh, I know that they had a pick six of Michael Penix last game. Uh, in that close game against the Huskies. So they're a defense that's capable of generating turnovers and, and making some big plays. And that's going to be, that's going to be something that uh, could challenge Oregon, but I think they've done a really good job of just starting hot. Um, maybe not so much against Cal Colorado game was a little bit of a sluggish start too, but once this Oregon offense gets going, they stay going. Uh, I think that's one thing that we haven't really seen for most of the season is how does the Oregon offense respond when they turn the ball over? So 
fortunately for the Ducks, they haven't had to deal with that. But uh, yeah, that Oregon State game, if you take care of that game, then you should find yourself in the Pac-12 title game. And it seems right now like Oregon could be on a collision course with USC. Kind of surprised that USC was ranked uh, number eight over Alabama, considering that USC you know, really hasn't played that many teams. They, they don't think they have a top 25 win on the year. So that's a little bit of a head scratcher for me. Um, that offense is, is phenomenal, uh, but I know that they're also a little bit banged up right now. So kind of hard to get a really solid read on them, but I don't believe that they should be ranked above, uh, above Alabama and Clemson right now. Um, so that was kind of a, a, an interesting standout from this most recent bat, recent batch of rankings. So kind of just what are some other things we can say here? I think that Oregon's this season has shown that they can play on the road. Uh, even that Georgia game, that was a neutral site, but for all intents and purposes, it was a road game. Kind of hard to evaluate that one super solidly just because it was the first game of the Dan Landing era, first game with Bo Nix and new scheme, new coaching staff. You, you can't expect a whole lot from that game. But right now, we all know that Oregon's offense is phenomenal. Bucky Irving, Noah Whittington, Jordan James, Sean Dollars, all these guys are pitching in the backfield. And you have Troy Franklin. We'll see if Chase Cota is able to come back and play in this Washington game. Dante Thornton's been making some, uh, some impact. Chris Hudson as well. The tight ends are, are super involved with Terrence Ferguson, Maliki Matavau, Patrick Herbert, Cam McCormick. Everybody's doing their part. And uh, I think there's a lot of different ways that this Oregon offense can hurt you. Bo Nix is capable of, of checking into different looks, making audibles, uh, you know, in, in the pocket, behind the line of scrimmage. That's something that he talked about just being a really big stepping stone for him, an area of growth, how he's comfortable enough to know what works and what doesn't work with this offense, what the defense is, what the defense's look is giving him uh, and just trying to exploit that. So that's an awesome sign for, for Bo Nix and where this offense is at right now. Um, a couple other guys that we're going to be watching to see their health this week, heading into the Washington game, Taki Taimani and DJ Johnson. They both missed uh, last week's game against Colorado, but Oregon didn't need them. So um, we'll, we'll have to see if they're able to go. I believe I saw a report that they were both in pads at a practice on Tuesday. So got to see what happens with those guys. And then Chase Cota as well. He missed the second half of the Cal game and the entirety of the Colorado game. Oregon's going to be without Jamal Hill for the first half against Washington. So going to need some safeties to step up. And, and that's good for Oregon because Brian Addison has been playing really good football this year. I think he's making strides in his development. And that's a guy that Oregon feels confident putting out there for a much bigger role this year. He has a pair of interceptions on the year, which is awesome to see. So uh, I think that that shouldn't be a huge, huge loss. But Washington's passing offense, like I said, is pretty strong. And Oregon has struggled to defend his pass this year. So Jamal Hill is going to be a guy that you'd like to have if you could but I think that Oregon's safety depth is, is pretty solid. So let's look at some other matchups that could kind of determine these rankings and, and could help Oregon even potentially moving down the road here. So Michigan and Ohio State, they're both ranked ahead of Oregon, and they're going to face each other again before the season. They're going to face each other before the season ends. That's one of the biggest rivalries in college football, certainly in the Big Ten. So, um, you know, they should kind of take care of each other and, and bump one of the other ones out, you would think. Uh, so that's a matchup to watch. Uh, I think that's the final week of the regular season just after Thanksgiving. And then you have UCLA and USC facing off next weekend in the battle for Los Angeles. Um, you figure that, you know, winner of that game will, will be able to kind of effectively knock the loser out of the playoff rankings, the playoff race. Uh, maybe not entirely, but certainly out of that top four, top six even. 
And then in the Big 12, you have TCU playing on the road at Texas this weekend. So TCU is ahead of Oregon right now. They're undefeated, uh, playing some great, great football. Um, they're actually number four right now. So Texas has a bunch of talent. Steve Sarkeesian has done a really good job getting that squad back on track in, in, uh, in 2022. So we got to watch that one. And then even down the road, you might see LSU and Georgia meet up in the SEC title game. Right now, LSU is ranked just behind Oregon at number seven. So that, those are some more ranked matchups within the top 10, really close to Oregon's rankings that could play into the equation here. So the playoff rankings, we get a new batch every week. Um, would be really interested to see what kind of movement Oregon could have if they're able to get this win over Washington this week and, and how else the the college football playoff picture shakes out with some other big matchups coming this weekend. So it's going to be something to watch. And, and I think that Oregon is doing everything right right now. They're focused on this game. I think Dan Lanning is, has done a really good job of making sure that these guys are just focused on, on the Washington game, the game at hand. You know, we're hearing again, it's, it's Oregon versus Oregon. You're not playing to the circumstance or to the occasion. You're just playing your game. But at the same time, they know how important the rivalry is to Oregon to the fans, to the program, to the history of the program, to previous players, all that stuff. So it's going to be a big matchup to watch, and we're going to have our Washington preview likely out tomorrow. So make sure you guys stay tuned in for that. Um, and then I'm going to be hosting a live stream with Spencer McLaughlin and Ryan Winter, a.k.a. Sports Chat 503. Spencer's the host of Locked On Ducks. That's going to be tonight, so make sure you guys come back to the channel. I believe it's going to be in the evening so I'll tweet out those details as I have it. But before I get out of here, final reminder, do me a quick favor and like the video, hit the subscribe button and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on future live streams and share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, with other Duck fans. It is a tremendous help to what I'm doing trying to cover this Oregon Ducks football team. But until next time, that'll do it for me. Make sure you lock in with me on Twitter at mtorissports. I'm your host, Max Torres. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.